The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Micah Patria, joined by none other than my good buddy, Santino Cocon, here to break down this wonderful showdown action that we have here. It's May 20th. We got the Pacers versus the Hornets in this last playing game. So we got some good stuff going, Santino. My friend, we're recording this the morning of. Birds are chirping. Coffee cup is full. But how are you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Well, my, I don't like coffee, really, so mine isn't full, but my water bottle is. Yeah, you're. are you a tea drinker? Do you like tea? I don't mind it, but I don't really drink too much. All right, fair enough. I, I can't stand tea. Tea just tastes like sticks and hot water to me. I, I don't get how oh, people like that. Speaking of hot water, I was just about to say, I like hot water. That's really good and good for you. Probably. You're like a, a robot, man. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> that, that's what a lot of mo- a lot of people drink hot water, man. I I I swear. I mean, I'm I'm sure there are people out there. I don't want to disrespect all of our hot water uh, drinking listeners uh, like that, but that's just I I don't I haven't heard of that. Just sipping hot water. Well, Usually you, it's tea. You, you got to expand your cultures, buddy. <laughs> I do. You're absolutely right. Is that something that you that they is that like a casual thing in China? Am I just being weird? Am I the weird one that? Oh uh, yeah, they all of? they specifically mainly drink hot hot water. It's very very hard to find cold water there. Yeah, and, I and at first that, it was but. weird, but it grows on you, and it's actually uh, it's really good. <laughs> Sonny uh, Santino uh, spent some time uh, teaching ESL English as a second language over there in China. What was it, a year and a half or two years? How long were you out there, man? Uh, yeah, close to two. Yeah, so he, he picked. He got to pick up on. So he's a little bit more cultured than I, mm-hmm. uh, the New Englander who barely ever leaves and can't pronounce certain words because. I, I blame I blame the culture. Uh, coffee. I get my I get my you know stones broken over that. My girlfriend loves to make fun of the way I say coffee and pillow. I don't know if that's different, but nonetheless, Santino. Enough talking about us. <laughs> <laughs> enough talking about us. We got a nice little showdown action slate. It's going to be a quick one. It's just a nice showdown. It's one game, uh, and then right around the corner, my friend, we got some playoff action. But we got the Pacers. We got the Wizards. This game's taking place in Washington for the injury report. We got Malcolm Brogdon questionable, Edmund Sumner questionable, Jeremy Lamb, Karis LeVert, Miles Turner, TJ Warren all ruled out. And for the Wizards, it's Denny and Thomas Bryant. They are ruled out as well. So we have a good fix on the injury report. The first game was a little underwhelming. And, you know, maybe maybe it's a completely different game. Maybe we have some different things to expect here. Maybe it's going to be a little bit closer Maybe you're betting one way or the other. Maybe you want to do uh, you know, a little bit of a prop bet. Whatever you do want to bet, though, head over to my bookie and do it, guys. Head over there. Use that promo code HOOPBALL on your initial deposit. You'll get a 50% deposit match and up to $1,000. So if you put in $1,000, they will match it, give you $500 for free. And you could spread that free money away around any way, shape, or form in this game, whether you want to do some prop bets, whether you want to bet that money line, the game line, whatever it might be. Maybe you're leaning Washington, bouncing back in this one. Put it on over there at my bookie. Head over there afterwards. Check out their fully-fledged casino platform where you can play table games, slot machines, roulette, you name it, card games, all available. Promo code HOOPBALL on that initial deposit. Santino, 
Why don't we talk about this though? We'll start off over here. We'll start with the we'll start with the away team. We'll start with the Pacers. I can't. Remember. Did you say the spread? Oh no, I did not. I'm sorry. Right. I, wasn't, I wasn't sure. I have oh, it up. Fill us in. Yeah, give it to us. Uh, so the game total is two forty-five and a half, and the Wizards are three and a half point home favorites on this one. So there you go. So now we'll talk about the away team here. A little bit of a blowout. There's certain things I think we could and can take away from that game, though. Uh, and it's just bottom line to me. What I saw is that both teams are just going to play their starters. They're going to play their main guys as much as possible uh, until the game got out of hand, which is what we saw in the fourth quarter. Uh, a lot of the starters did not even come back out for the Pacers. And we kind of saw that the Hornets tried to play back into it as, as further as far as they could. And then once it got to like, you know, the uh, six minute mark in the fourth quarter, they just packed it in. Uh, we saw guys like Nate Richards, Grant Riller, Nate Darling, Vernon Carey and Caleb Martin get their first court time of the day. But I'll pass it over to you. It's a showdown slate. So we got to we got to treat this one a little differently. But we'll talk about the Pacers as a whole. And then I guess if there's anybody you can see wanting to use in your captain spot. Yeah. And um I mean, obviously, with the Pacers, there's no Karis LeVert, there's no Miles Turner, no TJ Warren, no Jeremy Lamb. Uh, at least three of five starters, depending on uh, if, if Lamb was in there or TJ Warren. I know Lamb was coming off the bench, but three of five starters, for the most part, are not going to be available in this game. So you can look at Brogdon and Sabonis as the only uh, pretty much guys that were supposed to start the season still starting. With that said, Justin Holiday's been starting most of the games because TJ Warren's been out. Uh, now we have Brissett starting. McConnell's playing a lot of minutes. McDermott's playing a lot of minutes. Um, that's where I'm sticking to. I Sabonis is going to be a lot expensive, and it's going to be very hard to get one of him or Beal or, my gosh, Westbrook in your captain spot and have enough money to still have a decent lineup. Uh, Westbrook's over 20K in his captain spot, but... Just break down to the Indiana side. Simonis is in a great matchup. He came out really flat shooting the ball last game. Uh, he started the first half, I believe it was one of eight, and then he got hot in the second half uh, before the game got way out of hand. But he was rebounding. He had over 20 rebounds. He was dishing out a ton of assists. Uh, he was well on his way to a 70-point game if they played the fourth quarter. Even though he started the game one of eight, I uh, finished seven of 15 shooting. And that was against the Hornets, who have a bad front court. But the Wizards don't have a great front court either. So Sabonis is definitely in play, obviously, uh, as is Brogdon. He looked pretty good. <clears throat> he scored 16 points with eight assists. I would probably, he only played 21 minutes, but they didn't need him. And I like the savings that TJ McConnell gives you, to be honest. And that's who I prefer here. Uh, McConnell's better when Brogdon's out, but there's no Levert also. So more minutes are available to him, and I like him. Uh, Brissett was playing really good in the last game, and he's played pretty well against the uh, the Wizards in, in both their games. Not <clears throat> He should see over 30 minutes again, and he's at a, a decent price tag. Uh, McDermott had a really good game last game. Justin Holiday had a really good or decent game last game. Uh, but the one guy that I'm looking at like cheap, cheap, is Edmund Sumner. He only played seven minutes last game. He was questionable, uh, but I believe he should play in this one. I think... Both the guys that are questionable in Brogdon and Sumner are going to play in this one and, and give it a go. Uh, but at the bare minimum 3K with no Karis LeVert, uh, 
hopefully in a closer game, I think Sumner sees more minutes and, and is a guy that you can throw a stab at. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good things you said there. And you also shot me a side message, and I appreciate that because I was talking as though I was a toaster strudel uh, <laughs> and was saying Hornets instead of Wizards. Uh, I do apologize for that. So Santino on top of the game over there without the coffee and the hot water. So maybe uh, that's the go-to. That's the switch. The coffee just has no effect on me anymore, so I need to go to hot water. Uh, but I'm with you on a lot of these Pacers guys. Uh, Sabonis, I think, is absolutely probably one of my top plays. Um, I I know you said it's going to be tough to get him in that captain spot. My initial build, man, I, I want him. I want, I, I want him in my captain. Uh, when I look at the upside on the, two, on the slate, there's only two guys that have that top, top tier upside. It's Sabonis. It's Westbrook. We can argue Beal has it. I'm not going to say he doesn't. Uh, just we're, I'm, I'm taking it into uh, concern that Beal's probably still playing a little banged up. Yes, he returned. Yes, he still took 25 shot attempts and played a bunch of minutes in that last game. But, you know, you got to imagine that this dude, he came back pretty quickly and they need him. Uh, he's going to play no matter what, but are we going to find out when the series is done and the Wizards are gone and all that good stuff that Beal was, you know, he really needed four to six weeks off or something like that? That's possible. So uh, I do I do absolutely want to get some bonus. I do want to get back to some McDermott. You touched on Sumner. I'm worried. I don't think he does play. Uh, and if he does, I think it's very limited. He can't, he aggravated uh, his injury in that last game. He only played seven minutes, and he never returned back to the game. So he actually like left the game. You know, he it wasn't that he didn't didn't play because the game got out of hand. Uh, he checked out. I believe it was in the second quarter, middle of the second quarter, and just never came back. While you know a lot of these other starters, I and mean, then we saw Aaron Holiday close the game. So. Keep an eye on that. That could be more minutes for Aaron Holiday, for TJ McCollin, uh, McConnell, and uh, Keelan Martin. I could see a couple more minutes going to each one of those guys. I would only look at Keelan and Aaron Holiday if I was desperate, if I needed the value. Uh, but right now, Holiday, Sabonis, McDermott, all three of those guys very much in play. And I wouldn't even mind taking a stab if you need the value at a guy like Goga. Uh, don't be fooled by that huge, huge game. I'm not expecting one like that. Again, he closed that fourth quarter. Sabonis didn't even play. But early on, there were some uh, some encouraging signs. He actually played a few minutes alongside of Sabonis. So they'll flip-flop. They'll put Sabonis at power forward for, you know, eight to ten minutes maybe. And in those cases, uh, I, I don't mind taking a look at Goga. Just a great point-per-minute guy where we're talking about a showdown slate. If it means that we can get Sabonis and Westbrook in our lineups, one of those guys in the captain, I'll eat the 15 to 20 points from him if, uh, if I can get that. So those are the four guys I'm looking at over here. Uh, on the Washington side, Santino, I'll pass it over to you. Oh, hold on. Fun fact. Sabonis is averaging 70 DK points against the Wizards this season in three games. These guys have just been barn burner type games. Uh, we'll look at the Wizards, though. I've talked a lot about Westbrook. I want to play him. I just don't think I can get him in the captain and be able to afford anything else with a pulse. But who else can we look at outside of Westbrook on this team? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough to pay nearly half your salary to get Westbrook in there. Uh, if you put Westbrook in your captain spot, you're pretty much saying you can't play Sabonis, you can't play Beal. Uh, you might not be able to play Brogdon and still like your lineup. I, I don't really want to play Brogdon, uh, I, but um, <clears throat> it's it's very tough to put him in your captain spot and say go around. But yeah, you could play Beal. Uh, you, you meant he's, he looks like he's still a little bit banged up, but that doesn't mean he's not taking a massive amount of shots. Uh, the guy's still scoring over 41 points every game in the last four games, five games, six games, seven games, uh, you name it. But he's playing a ton of minutes, and <clears throat> you look at his shot chart, he hasn't shot under 
20 shots this entire month. I know he missed uh, a week of it, but uh, that's eight, nine games that is just over 20 shots at minimum. Uh, so he's getting the volume. He's there. If you can't pay up for Westbrook, which I, I want Westbrook too, uh, but if you can't get it and you just don't like the rest of your lineup, Beal is not a bad fallback option uh, to get 40 points at minimum in this one in a do-or-die game. I expect him to just take a lot more shots as well. Uh, I don't know how many more, but I don't expect him to shoot under 23 shots in this game. Outside of that, Ish Smith's looking really rock solid last couple games. <clears throat> he had a really good game in the last one uh, and, and really good game before that. In the two games against Indiana <clears throat> earlier in, I should say, this month, uh, he played minutes in the teens, but he brought back nearly 20 fantasy points. Uh, I would say 20 on average, which is rock solid in minutes in the teens. His minutes have only gone up since that last Indiana meeting. He hasn't played minutes under 23 uh, since the last time they played Indiana, which was about 12 days ago. Um, Guy's been really rock solid right now, and the way that without Levert and seeing a little bit more of Aaron Holiday, uh, more McConnell and and Brogdon together, the Wizards are, are, I'm saying the Wizards, um, the Pacers can play a little bit smaller and are playing a little bit smaller. The Wizards can match up like that. And Ish Smith can play alongside either Westbrook or Beal or both of them if need be. So I like him to get a consistent amount of minutes there as well. Um, and Daniel Gafford's always a guy that I like to take stabs on. I know his minutes aren't there, but he's a very good per minute guy. And since he's come over here, he's been playing rock solid. So I don't mind going there. And uh, one guy I skipped that is kind of iffy to me is uh, Rui at 6'8". It's probably not doable to get him in your lineup because he is a little bit more expensive comparatively. But he's also um, it's also kind of cheap at the same time. Though this, both these teams are very top-heavy, so he kind of falls into that no-man's land for me. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't mind taking looks at Rui when I, when I know like one of Westbrook or Beal's out, where he's, where he's getting some of that usage trickle down. But when you got two guys that just take, you know, combined sixty-plus percent of the team's usage, it's, it's hard, it's hard, like hard to rely on anybody, and don't pay much attention if anybody's looking at that last game, wondering why he only played a couple minutes. Uh, he got into foul trouble like really early. Uh, so they had no choice but to bench him. And that's kind of why you saw a trickle down, I think, of a few extra guys, you know, guys that we normally see in the rotation playing solid minutes. But, you know, Bertans played 33 in that one. He's been touching over 30 for out of uh, four of the last five games. But, you know, I don't know if he's going to touch 30 every game. That's I feel a little bit cautious on Bertans, a very scoring reliant guy. But you touched on Beal. Um I'm not going to have him simply because I know I'm going to have Sabonis. I'm going to have Westbrook. I think you need to play at least two out of the three guys. It just doesn't make sense in any way, shape, or form not to, especially when we're talking about two teams where we know where the usage is going. And like you said, neither one of us want to spend up on Brogdon. Uh, He was playing under a minutes restriction in that last one as well. That's probably still going to be on there. Uh, Push comes to shove. They might push him as much as they could. But they said five to six minute bursts in that last one. And they kind of stay true to that. So keep an eye on what news comes out for Brogdon. Either way, he's not really an option for me. I'm with you. I, I prefer McConnell over him. But I just don't see myself spending a ton of money here. It's going to be on Westbrook. I want the guy that I know is probably going to triple-double. He's averaging almost 90 DK points against this Pacers team in three games. And then I know that's where the usage is going to go, too. And then one of these guys in the front court is going to put up a good game, if not two of them. Between Lopez, Len, and Gafford, they're all basically just splitting the minutes three ways. I kind of like Gafford a little bit more. I'm with you there. Uh, Lopez is probably my second option. 
if I had to go. But one of these guys should have a decent game. And again, if we're dumpster diving for some value, if you're trying to get Sabonis or Westbrook in that captain spot, which I truly think is ideal. Both of these guys, uh, they could put up over 100 DK points in that captain spot tonight and easily, easily make up the difference between playing a 2K guy uh, to like a 4 or 5K guy. Because when we look at the next tier up, I don't think guys like Ish Smith, Hachimura, Batans, I don't think any of these guys have massive upside. I think at best case scenario between any of these guys is probably 30 DK points tonight. I could be wrong on that. Uh, and if that's the case, give me the guy that's 2K cheaper who can get me 15 or 20, and then it allows me to get that stud up there in the captain spot who's going to get me the extra 25 to 30 because they're in my captain spot. It's actually probably more than that, 50. Uh, it, it's it's like a no-brainer to me in this kind of slate build. So. I that sounded a little jumbled up. I'll go back through, go back through it. I'm looking at Westbrook and I'm looking at one of those centers. I wouldn't mind taking a stab at a guy like Ish Smith again. Kind of feels chasing, but those are the main guys I'm looking at. Anybody else, I just don't trust. I just don't trust the usage, or they're just not fitting my builds with Hachimura and Beal. So that brings us home, Santino. That rounds us out. That is our showdown slate. It's the one game. So I guess we could do. Uh, we'll switch up, I guess, our, our value tiers a little differently. So why don't you give me your favorite play for your captain spot, and then I guess outside of that, your favorite value play. Um, yeah, it's it's very weird to do it on a showdown. Uh, but yeah, I I want to get Sabonis in there as my captain the most because putting Westbrook in there at nearly half of your value uh, or half of your dollars is going to be really tough to also get a Sabonis and a Beal in there afterwards. Can't fault you there. I'm kind of leaning the same way. And if I was not playing Sabonis, um, let's just say I want to, I can't cause Santino picked them. I, I'm, I'm going to try to find a way to jam Westbrook in there any way, shape or form that I have to. Uh, it's just that simple. Sabonis is fitting like a glove though. Right now, really liking my build with Sabonis and your favorite value play. Uh, so what's the values here? I guess we could say anything that is not Beal, Sabonis, or Westbrook. <laughs> Everybody else kind of is priced that uh, high. Um, appropriately. Yeah, I, I like McConnell, and I really want to play him tonight. I think the matchup fits him very well without Levert. And if Brogdon is limited in any sort of way, uh, that only helps out McConnell, uh, who played. He only played 25 minutes in the last one, but he's been getting extra minutes. Uh, he averages 29 points, uh, fantasy points a game against this Wizards team in only 25 minutes. You bump that up to 34, uh, you're you're hitting value right there. Love the McConnell call. It's I, I'm I'm struggling to get him into my initial build uh, as of right now, just because he's slightly more uh, than I'd like. AK is perfect. I think he's going to crush that price tag. Does he make my optimal build? Is is the the issue I'm running into? I just don't think I'd be able to play Sabonis at that at that crown spot with him. That's and get Westbrook. That's my challenge. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go in a very very similar direction on the same team, and I'll go with uh, Justin Holiday, 5K. Uh, just think this guy's going to have to play a boatload of minutes, especially knowing that Sumner might be limited. He's going to have to spend a lot of the time chasing around guys like Beal, chasing around guys like Westbrook, who we know both those guys can be quite turnover prone. Justin Holiday is a guy that can just rack up the defensive numbers. Uh, I say that as he hasn't gotten a steal and it feels like a month. And I feel like this guy's just overall due. Uh, minutes equal money, especially in the playoff time. So give me the guy that might play 35 to 38 minutes. 
only 5K. It's pretty easy to afford. Kind of rounds out my builds the way it is. And I think he's got about a 20-point floor with a 30-point ceiling in this one. So nothing crazy, but just a guy that fits like a glove, I think, in a lot of lineups. So, And that is it. So we tried to drag this one out a little bit so you guys had something to listen to. We did it, Santino. 20 minutes on one game. Uh, sure, people are thrilled about hearing my voice for this long. But anything else you'd want to say before we get out of here? I think that's... Uh... That's it. Actually, I do have a question. Uh, how do you feel about these playing games? How do I feel about them? I love, I don't know. I'm a Maverick fan, so we dodged it. Uh, so it's easier for me to take the sigh and be like, yeah, they're great. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm like torn because it means it's more meaningful basketball, which I love to see. Anytime it just you throw more important games that everyone's glued to their TV. It's more national airtime for a couple teams that might not normally have it. Uh, so for those reasons, I like it. But at the same time, I also feel like it's, you know, why not just give the team with the best record, you know, the seed. It just, I, I kind of have the old man in me that's like, you know, don't change. But I'm torn. Uh, if I had to lean one way or not, I would say get rid of them, go back to the old way. But I get it. This season wasn't a regular season and all that. But, you know, there's talks of them having them permanently. That I don't, that I don't agree with. Where are you at with it, though? So... I think they're staying. They're here to stay after, especially after last night. Uh, they're not going anywhere. That made a lot of money, got a lot of viewers. Very exciting basketball. Uh, at the same time, I don't think this particular format is practical. It makes no sense to have a seven seed um, in both conferences that finished over three games or higher than the eight seed have to play their way into the tournament. Uh, it makes no sense that. A 10 seed like the Spurs, who were five games under 500, had a chance to make the playoffs and were um, five games below, or was it five games below the nine seed, who isn't even in the playoffs, on six games below the playoffs. Uh, What I think would make sense, though, to keep them on is what they did last year. Uh, With the eight and nine seeds, as long as it's within four games, the eight seed and nine seed play. And the nine seed has to beat the eight seed two times, I believe, on the road. Uh, that makes sense to me, or how that that one made more sense than than this one. But I already know after, especially after last night, and you had LeBron and Steph go head to head in a game like that. Uh, this is going to be here to stay. I just don't think it's practical to have some of these teams have to play themselves in when they did that for seventy two to in next year eighty two games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about the money, revenue, and what was generated from that game last night. And I think ideally, uh, Silver and the NBA, they don't want that game. They want both those teams in the playoffs because those are two of their highest generating teams. Like revenue-wise, I think, you know, the Lakers and the Warriors are uh, in the top five for most or top ten for most valuable franchises in all of sports right now. So when you're talking about two of those teams, you know, they want though that. But I get it. Uh it it just makes more meaningful bass. It's more money to be made, and who doesn't want that when you're when you're a uh, high up <laughs> in uh, in the NBA or in in a front office of any team? So I get it, I get it. But like you said, I, I kind of like what you said right there. You know, if it's within a certain amount of games and both the, both you know two losses uh, to the team with the higher seed in order to bounce them, all that makes a lot of sense to me. So maybe you get my vote because when vote. you're because when you're looking at it, just practicality-wise, the Wizards just beat the Pacers two times in the last two weeks uh, to leapfrog them in the standings and get the eighth seed, also leapfrog the Hornets. But now they got to play them a third time, and if they lose, they're out of the playoffs. 
the the Warriors just beat the Grizzlies on the last day of the season when they both had identical records uh, to take a one game advantage and get the eight seed and knock the Grizzlies down to nine. But now they got to play them again, and that game essentially didn't matter. So that's what I'm saying. The practicality of it is a little different. Um, but I, I liked what they did last year a little better than what they did this year, though this year made a lot more money, so I'm assuming it's staying. <laughs> money talks. But yep. that is all that we have for you guys. If you want, we'd appreciate it. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Mike Apotra, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find Santino at Santino Cacone, S-A-N-T-I-N-O-C-A-C-C-O-N-E. Yes, we are very original uh, with our Twitter handles. <laughs> also, Thumbs up, five-star, rate, review. We appreciate it, guys. Anywhere you listen to it, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, wherever it may be, subscribe, five stars, all of that good stuff. Subscribe to the DFS Pass and the Season Fantasy Pass over here. We still have content brewing over here at HoopBall. Everything from the wagering side of things to the DFS side of things are fully live and fully active. We're still putting out content for people who are looking to make a little bit of money during the playoffs. So if you're looking for a little bit more of an edge, a little bit more action, how can I get more info? How can I get a hold of you guys more? That is the way to do it. So we will be back next time. Thank you guys for listening. Take care. Let's go take down some tournaments. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.